Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. Chase there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We are back from an SC Playbook. An NRL Supercoach in general freshen up from the rep round. was an absolute belter of a weekend of footy. Capped off with, as a Blues fan, a big win for the New South Wales Blues. Here to get stuck back into it, we've got another week until the all-important round 17 buy round into the run home. Head-to-head finals will be decided. The overall title race is a very, very special guest to the podcast. It is soccer's goalkeeper and Supercoach Gun. He might not say it, but I will. Matty Ryan. Matty, how are you, mate? Timmy, I'm all good. Thanks, mate. Uh, it's nice to uh, break the hiatus and get back uh, on board with you, boys. Good to have you back on, mate. I think probably first time this season after a couple of stints last season. And, mate, just quickly, you're coming off a World Cup qualification as skipper of the Socceroos. Mate, it must be pretty special and a weight off the shoulders to book the ticket to Qatar. Yeah, mate, uh, very excited about that, obviously. Um, yeah, we sort of came from the clouds, you know, so to speak, in, in order to qualify and... Yeah, just super proud of the boys and, um, you know, hopefully we made Australia proud in the in the meantime and, yeah, got something to look forward to at the end of the year. Mate, if there is a side that never lets Aussies down, it's the Socceroos. Time and time again, no matter how down they look, uh, far out they have a knack of, of getting across the line, whether it's getting through a group stage of a World Cup, getting to a group, getting into the World Cup, whatever it is, they always deliver the goods. So good luck to you over there and we'll all be following now, this podcast has been described a little bit as, as the grudge the grudge cast because the other bloke I'm about to introduce is uh, the SC spy who he's just getting bigger and bigger for his boots. So a little little backstory for anyone who's missed the, uh, the ongoing Twitter feud. Maddie, Maddie getting a little few words of advice from the spy over the course of the season and then Maddie messaged him for some advice earlier on and the spy brushed his message, didn't have time for it. And then a couple of weeks ago, we were very, very fortunate for Maddie to to offer a few of the SC Playbook crew tickets out to, to Rose Hill Races. So thanks for that, Maddie. And I've messaged the Spy and said, Spy, how good's this? Rose Hill Races, down in the punt, few beers with Maddie. Spy, oh, I don't think I'll be able to make it. I was like, you won't be able to make it. I was like, oh, a bit on that weekend. Spy, <laughs> mate, here's your chance to, mate, you can continue the feud. You can make amends. What's happening? I'm a bit torn, Timmy. First of all, I was hoping to be in- I was hoping to be introduced first, actually tonight, but that's okay. Uh, we do have a special guest in our in the residence tonight, but uh, I don't know. I think the feud's been it's a bit of a media beat up, to be honest. Matty probably knows a little bit about that. Um, with with all the respect, I actually love the man, but you know, he can be a bit of a pain in the bum at times when he when he has some trades on his mind and he sends them through. So I can't always get back to him. That's just the reality of life, you know. <laughs> Maddie, mate, honestly, this bloke, he, he keeps cut. We get him on for the podcast and he's sitting there apologising. I'll tell you what. I know, mate. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a big mouth when I'm not on the, the podcast. That's the point, <laughs> right? He's not, he's not afraid to throw me under the bus. But, uh, nah, I understand, mate. I didn't think too much of it, to be honest. I just thought you were in, you know, busy away doing what you were doing, family life and all that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't until you brought it up on the podcast saying that you uh, you obviously ghosted me and all that. And, um, yeah, like I said, that was the start of the feud, I think. And uh, it's been to and fro and been boiling ever since. And I thought, you know, try and make amends, get you out to the races. And you, know, you, you snubbed me again there. So, yeah. Look, you know? if I'm being completely honest, I was absolutely gutted I couldn't make Rose Hill. Let's, <laughs> let's just put that. That's my statement for the night. Gutted. But yeah. we'll make it up at some stage, hopefully. Post-World Cup win, I think we said. <laughs> There'll be no further questions answered by the spy at this time or his management. Yeah. <laughs> All good, boys. Hey, Matty, how's the Supercoach side going, more importantly? Yeah, mate, it's going uh, fairly well for my standards. I think I'm in my best rank these last week or two. I think I dropped a couple hundred places to just just over 4,000, which uh, I think I finished last season around five and a half thousand. So, you know, uh, career best form at the minute and uh, looking to, to finish strongly. Beautiful, mate, and very well placed going into 17 in the back end of the season, so a few more jumps coming here. Spy, how are you tracking, mate, after the rep round? Boys, just bang on 2,000 now, so I'm sort of pretty happy. I haven't been able to fully get 
that really massive week or two I've wanted, but maybe it's coming and certainly not in a bad spot. Got trades up the sleeve. I went pretty hard at round 17 as well. So we'll see what we can do over the next couple of weeks and um, and go from there, hey? Good stuff, mate. The Kuma Stallions, 11.58, back in round 15. It feels like a, an eternity ago now. Not the best week, dropped to 246 overall. Uh, so still within striking distance of the top gong, hopefully leading into uh, that big round 17 in two weeks. The SC Playbook. In-house league is into second, or well not into, we're still second overall. Can't catch those leaders as we aim for back-to-back. A few shout-outs to the SC Playbook Unlimited group who are killing it. Roosters Pack, Troy, one of the most consistent super coaches going around, third overall. A few notable ones in the top 100 and around about NRL physio Brian Seney, one of the great men of the Supercoach and NRL community, I should say. 52nd overall. Sab from the Supercoach experience, 98th overall. And last year's champ, Timmy Moody, 117th overall, looking to go back-to-back himself. Uh, so good luck to all that lot, and hopefully someone can bring it home for the SC Playbook group. On today's show, we'll go through the Supercoach-relevant team news, Round 17 trade plans. Uh, sorry, we're going through round 17. The landscape of that one's changed a little bit. So will we be going hard at it? Are we going softer on it? Because there's not a lot of great targets emerging. How many numbers we've got, all the good stuff there. Hot topics, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice make a guest appearance, uh, dropping their pod plays of the week. They came on a couple of months back. Uh, Paddy in particular absolutely nailed his one. So we'll see what they've got this week. Our trade skippers, listen to questions uh, and go from there. Just quickly, before we get stuck into the team news this week, a few big announcements which I've been waiting to do for a while now. SC Playbook Data Centre will be launching on site hopefully tomorrow. Uh, It should be a great addition to the site. Uh, It'll be a one-stop shop for masses of Supercoach data. We'll have things like the VC loophole calculator, the price change calculator. We'll have all the break-evens, points v position at each club, these sorts of things. Uh, So when I mentioned about sponsors and subscribers and how important it is and and how it allows us to improve the site, hopefully this data center will be a great example of that for you. There'll probably be a few kinks early on, so please let us know if there's anything that we can do to nut them out or if there's anything that does nut up uh, and we can get that all right going to the back end of the season. Second announcement, I'll be starting up a punting podcast from SC Playbook with Sammy Williams, my brother, who's just finished up with the Canberra Raiders. Uh, he's one of has one of the smartest minds in the NRL, which I think is evidenced by the fact that he played over 100 games uh, and it wasn't due to his size or speed, so there must have been something going on upstairs. So really keen to get stuck into that. It'll either be this week or next week. Sit there, talk about our punting plays of the week. SC Play, because that has, has had really good results the last two years, so we'll see if we can help out there just in a short and sharp podcast, probably of a Thursday. Anyway, a few things to look forward to there. Enough from me, fellas. Let's get stuck into the Supercoach team news. And the first one, fellas, Craig Bellamy playing absolute funny buggers with us. Ryan Pappenhausen named on the extended bench. Cam Munster named to play despite uh, having that injury from Origin. Spy, what do you what do you anticipate happening there? You know what? It's a tricky one because it all depends on Pappy. Uh, if Pappenhausen is named to start in the one jersey come game day, that's going to have big ramifications on someone like Anderson on the wing. But mm. then you've got Munster who, look, in my opinion – if he's hurt his shoulder, he's got about a week and a half, two weeks for Origin 3. Then he can have another weekend off in round 18, it'll be. He can play one game over the next month and miss like one game for the Storm. Mm. So I just don't know why they'd risk it. Unless it's one of those things where maybe he can't do any more damage and he just wants to get on the field after a loss. That would be pretty monster of him and, and he is a bit of a weapon, so we don't know. But maybe someone like Meany then shifts to 5'8". Pappy fullback, or maybe Meany goes across to Anderson's spot on game day. So for those trading in Anderson, that's something to be wary of, and it makes it really hard because we just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, luckily, they're the first game of the week, though, so we'll know by, what, 6.50 on Thursday night exactly mm. what's happening. Really handy uh, that they play first. Oh, I do anticipate Pappy to play. I think he'll start, but he could come off the bench. We'll see. And I, as you said, Spy, I'd be pretty shocked if we're Melbourne are on the ladder if he plays this week. I'd maybe anticipate Nick Arima coming in in the halves, and which could see Meany on the wing. So, Maddie, the big one there is Grant Anderson, who's definitely in my trade plans this week. But uh, we've all, we've got to see what happens if whether he even plays this week, because obviously, if Pappy does come back, it's likely to be between Dean Yeremiah and Anderson on the wing. Uh, is Anderson someone you're looking to bring in this week with that low break even? 
Um, no, he's not someone I have really looked at, to be honest. I'm not sure I could fit him in. I mean, mm. in my CT dub, at the minute, I've got Manu, Mulatalo, May, Tago, Tas, Kiraz, and Stags. So, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, during the year, I had a punt on Peoples and, and Tas, and yeah, obviously, they haven't really gone on to play many minutes. So, I'm not sure I can really afford the risk at the, mo- the moment to. Um, Take another gamble on someone with the security, probably not so strong at the minute. But you know, in saying that, come come Thursday night, and if I'm looking across my team and um, need a bit more cash somewhere in order to upgrade somewhere, I, I may make that decision. But um, I'm sitting on 13 trades left, and I'm pretty happy with the depth in my team. So mm. you know, I don't think he's a must for myself. Yeah, good numbers there, mate. And and I fully understand that every team's so different, particularly with so much job security issue around him and. As you said, Isaiah Tass, if, if your boys Parramatta towel up the Rabbitohs this week, seriously, after that Dragons drubbing, there's every chance Tass comes in for round 17. Uh, and then Kiraz has got a break even about neg 41. So, yeah, mate, it, it could be a hard one for you. Spy, Josh Schuster named on the bench again. I've seen a few questions around him and whether or not uh, people who did buy him throughout that buy period need to sell him. Would you be holding him because he's 350K, he's got a four in his rolling average, so he's going to drop more cash. What would you be doing with Schuster if you owned? Ooh, if I owned, um, oh, it'd be hard to drop it at that price. Uh, you'd have to think, run into the finals, that he ends up starting for Manly. But who knows? I mean, they love they love their back rowers out there who are starting at the moment, so maybe he does come off the bench, but surely he's too good to be sitting sitting on the pine for a manly side missing Tommy Turbo. Um, the only reason you'd sell for me, though, would be, A, you need those quality numbers, but B, you might not have many people to drop if you're looking for good round 17 numbers, yeah. in which case that's when Schuster may have to go. But ideally, you could try and hold on for a run home. But, yeah, if you need to sell him for buy coverage, there's obviously no dramas at all doing that. Yeah, well, after round 7, well, after... When round 18 comes down to round 18, 19, he could be or probably will be sub 300K. So if he starts and plays big minutes again, we know he's around about a 55, 60 averaging player, potentially more as he gets even better, but he could be a nice little cash-in option somewhere around mm. round 18, 19 and a good extra number to have. So he's actually someone I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, and for that reason, I just think at the price, you know, it'd be tough to sell, but the spy makes a good point in that trade, it is hard finding people to trade out. At the moment, Maddie David Fafida named on the extended, oh, not extended, named on the bench for the Titans. Is he someone in, in a, a relatively weak back row spot you'd be considering for the run home? Because, mate, I know he's on my radar if he can, once he gets those minutes and fitness up again. Yeah, I think he's proven, obviously, in his uh, NRL and Supercoach career that he's, you know, he's a real, uh, you know, pod pod player in terms of, you know, he's make the difference, he's a game breaker. And, I think fortunately in my super coach career in, in managing him, I think last year, you know, when he was around 500 mark, I started with him before he got up to seven 800. And then this year I started with him again and was uh, was patient with him in the beginning. And I think he turned up twice before then. Uh, I think the, the injury came along and mm-hmm. Justin Holbrook, I think, in that game uh, where he had moved him to centre as well. And, and that I, I managed to trade him out um, in, in that game where I think he got injured uh, after he started him off the bench and, and I brought in Cam Murray who I think scored and oh. went on to score I think 70 or 80 I mean then a couple of weeks later Cam Murray got injured and I had to move him on but uh, I've managed him quite well at the minute I've seen that he's on the bench there and um, yeah he'll be one obviously to, to keep an eye on like uh, like Schuster Jeez mate big thief looking after you in the last couple of years I still have nightmares about Fafita scoring that first half hat trick against the Bunnies last season as a non-owner had about 140 and a half. Oh, honestly, I I can't sleep at night because of that that 40 minutes of. Food. Ezra Mam has kept his spot at the Broncos in the halves. Tyson Gamble has been named on the extended bench, but honestly, with Mam's form, I'd be very surprised if he got dropped for Gamble. But in saying that, Gamble won a lot of footy in the halves of the Broncos as well. So watch and wait on that one. Spy no Caelan Ponger at the night. Also know Jake Clifford, which brings into contention a little bit Mitchie Barnett, who, as it stands, and I may be wrong, but could be kicking goals. They've got Tex Hoy uh, in at fullback, who also kicks a few goals. But at the nights where I don't have a lot of interest, maybe David Clemmer, um, Mitchie Barnett at sub 500k, A, do you think he'll be kicking goals with them boys out? Uh, and he's a guy that you'd be looking at for round 17. 
Good call on the goal kicking, mate. I didn't really think of that. Um, I'm going to give it a week just to assess Newcastle's rotations. I don't think there's any need to rush into Barnett unless, unless it's something you have to do now. Um, but if he plays decent minutes and he's, he's got the kicking duties, we know what he can do from a super coach pedigree. Uh, and he's a hell of a football as well. He's, again, someone I think the Knights probably need playing as big a minutes as possible just yeah. to just to sort of end their season on a high more than anything. So he's got to be an option at that price. Uh, but I'd, if he can, I'd just, just wait that week and see how he's looking. Latrell Mitchell back for the Bunnies. Obviously a watch on him with potential round 17 origin coverage. Also, the Bunnies have quite a tough draw uh, over the back end of the season. But as far as the Bunnies contingent go, that can only mean good things for the likes of Cody Walker, Alex Johnston and these lot. Murata Niakore. A bloke who I thought with when Nathan Brown got dropped for para might be a, a bit of a sneaky one at a cheap price. He had a really low break even. Named on the bench again for the Eels. So I think that's what more than put a line through him just with such such back row depth him into an issue. Matty, I don't know if you're a Payne Hass owner, but he has been named despite that injury in origin. Original fears it was a syndesmosis injury and that he could be out for a while. Um, if you are an owner, what would you be doing with him? Do you think he's a hold? And if you're not an owner... What would you be doing? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not an owner. Uh, mm. Thankfully, uh, I think obviously he started the year quite, you know, quite well for for the owners. But uh, probably the last month or two, there's been you know there's injury clouds and all that, and yeah, his scoring has, has dropped off because of it. Um, I guess what you do with him is depending on you know each and you know individual squad that you have. If you have the depth to hold him or not, I think. It's perhaps pleasing that he has been named and whether he takes his spot or not, if you're able to, I guess, hold hold firm until that hour before kickoff where you get the news whether mm. he's in or not. Um, and, you know, if he's in, then perhaps you can hold him and, and see what his minutes are like. Uh, yeah, you know, trades are running low. So I think someone like him, if, if you're able to hold him, I'll, I'll, I would. Spy, you're a non-owner, but hypothetically, if you did own him, what would you be doing? Yeah, got to agree with Matty there, just on that fact that trades are running low. So if you do get rid of him, there's every chance you won't be getting him back. Does that hurt you on the run home? It'll all depend on his health. But if he if he gets those injuries right and he gets a few weeks off, potentially comes back absolutely firing. So just consider that. The other one is value. He's lost a lot of his value at the moment. So mm, if you point. can hold him, I'd like to do it if I owned him. Um, best case scenario for us non-owners, boys, is... Heap of people sell him off, and then he gets a little bit cheaper, comes back healthy, and, and we nab him for the run home, and everyone loses him. So that'd be nice. But look, he's he's not probably the guy that's going to ruin your season this year with like 150s, but he is capable of it. If he turns up yeah. against a side in the last couple of weeks that sort of clocked off for the year, he could score a double. So he's, he's handy to have around. That's more than more than anything. Yeah. So if you can hold, hold him. But again, if you can. <laughs> Look towards that buy, and he's your only option to get someone quite handy that's going to play that buy. Then I'm not against selling him, and then you just got to prey on the run home if you don't own him. Mm. Yeah, interesting one there on Payne Haas. And the last one on the team news. So basically, everyone in Origin, except for Felice Kafusi, uh, there might be one or two others, but have been named to back up for the time being. So, like it is after every Origin game, it's a wait and watch and stay on the ball for those last minute team news because it's really pivotal this week. But you and eight can name that center for the Warriors who finally return home to Mount Smart Stadium after a long, long layer from there since COVID struck. Um, you and Aitken named at centre. Personally, uh, I don't think this is fantastic for your super coach output because you lose all those base stats and uh, the Warriors just, I don't know how much attacks in them this season. So, you know, maybe you can have a look at him at centre this week, but with no round 17 coverage either, I think that probably makes him a sell if he wasn't already before round 17. Fellas, let's get into the topic for the week and we've, we'll touch on it throughout the entire podcast, obviously this week and next week, but... Uh, we've had a, a week to reassess with the rep round off, uh, round 17, the second major bye week, very key for overall players. And the closer we get, the less targets, gun targets there seem to be in round 17. So, Spy, I'll start with you, mate. And I just want to go over your probably revised plan. Um, how many trades do you expect to use or anticipate to use in the next two weeks at this stage? Uh, how many numbers do you expect to have approximately for round 17, et cetera, et cetera, mate? Yeah, mate. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend this week just sitting back, feet up, assessing things. Um, the way I see it, I've got 13 trades in hand at the moment, uh, but I did go pretty hard at round 17 
um, from quite a long way out. So I don't necessarily have to do all that much. I've probably got anywhere between 11 and 15 for that round, depending how blokes like Talakai, Nico, Pappenhausen and those guys fall. Um, so with my 13 trades I've got at the moment, I know there's three guys I'm going to want post-Origin. That's Tedesco, Grant, and probably Cam Murray. So that takes me down to 10 trades that I've got to use for the rest of the year. Um, probably nine I to think, free up cash. What's that, mate? Probably another one to free up some cash for them, boys. So you'd say yeah, nine. Exactly. So you've got to account for plus injuries and suspensions and mm. targets thrown home. So I, I always want to keep at least sort of – at least five or six handy for those last six or seven weeks. So the way I see it, I wouldn't mind making four next week using a boost if the value is there. I'm not just going to do it for blokes still score me 30. Um, but I do want Madison, of course, as long as he's not back in Origin, which it doesn't look like he will be now. Um, if I could add Madison, maybe a mid-ranger or a cheapie, I'd be happy with just using two. But if there's a couple of other blokes there that are handy and maybe downgrades that are going to play the buy, I'd happy have a look. But in short, I'm just going to wait this week out, really wait for team list next week and have a crack mm. at two to four trades uh, and go from there. Matty, how about yourself, Matt? How's the side lining up numbers-wise for round 17? And, and do you see yourself going hard on trades between now and then? You said, I think you mentioned 13 trades left at the moment, so not in a bad position there. Uh, going hard, going soft and focusing more on the run home, where are you at? Um, I'm unsure, to be honest. Uh, I think in my side at the minute... Like uh, Spy mentioned, then you know I've got a few of the you know the highest Talakai's and you know even Stags and 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 whatnot. Whether they get named, I've got I've got Madison as well. Um, so yeah, I'm around ten at the minute. Um, I think last week I brought in uh, Brandon Smith and Ken McInnes because I felt I was going to be really light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't say I was like over the moon with the trades. I don't really you know see them as being you know big. Big guys that can score, you know, these tons and, and all that at the minute. But hopefully over this buy period, they can get the numbers um, up there to, you know, obviously keep the, the scores uh, going. But I, wasn't say, I wouldn't say I was exactly thrilled with those trade-ins, but I just had an eye on trying to increase the numbers for that round. And um, I'm just sort of having a look at the minute as to, to where I'm going to go. Um, you know, a fortnight ago, I wanted Campbell Graham in, but, um, you know, he obviously scored last week and he's playing my Eels this week as well. And, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned, um, you know, the, the South run home as well, although I, I think he's pretty fixture-proof, but he's one I had my eye on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I've still got Jai Arrow as well. So, if, you know, fingers crossed if selections, he may yeah. be an extra number as well. But, uh yeah, I think it's it's all going to be dependent on maybe next week, and you know if there's maybe one or two others I could get in this week, I'll, I'll have a look. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at at the minute. Yeah, and I think the fact that you say you're unsure, mate, of where it's heading this stage, I think nearly every super coach would be in the same boat this week for the reasons that the spy mentioned and that you mentioned in that. We don't know what's happening with origin selections. You know, there's a lot of question marks over your pain houses, your Cam Munsters, how serious their injuries are. So. Off the back of that, the fact that, you know, I think most people would have at least one trade boost left, it allows us up to four trades next week. So we can sit tight this week. And it was a bit like round 15 as well. Sit on our hands, maybe use one trade. You know, some teams might be in a position to use two trades. But the fact that we can use four next week means we can go pretty hard and it could be another week to sit back and have a look, Spy. I was just going to mention, Matty, Cheese Smith is going to knock out 85 plus for us next week. Don't you worry, mate. He's he's been building purely for this round. If that's the case, I'll take that as your apology, mate. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully it's 160 and then there'll there'll be no feud. There'll just be beers, beers and more wins. (laughs) I hope you're right because I'm on the cheese bandwagon as well. And uh, I said, I don't really care what he does outside of round 17. If he scores well in round 17, he can do whatever he wants. Ideally, a bit of cash elsewhere, but it's the pointer after this time of year, boys. Uh, As for the Stallions... Well, as it stands, if, if Grant was to come into my team this week, uh, that is Winger Grant, not Harry Grant, that would mean I, Grant Anderson. I'll have 10 after this week for round 17. If I save a trade and just do that, and then I use three to four trades next week, it'll give me about 13 or 14 players for round 17. Uh, I'd probably anticipate that being more 13, and that's based on Nico being available. 
because I think there's every chance that if Jackie Mike Whiten misses the 17 for the Blues, which is a chance, he like would be the ideal 18th man. So he could get Nico, which would be awesome, although nearly everyone owns him anyway. That's based on Talakai being in the Origin Arena, although there's a chance that Jack Whiten comes onto the bench for him. Uh, so yeah, around that, that'll leave me at 9 or 10 trades. In terms of who's going out and who I'm looking at between now and then, I've got guys like Cooler, Max King, uh, The Hammer, Api Corusau, and maybe one more who, who would be on the chopping block. Coming in, Ryan Madison, now that he's missed origin, I really, really want, and everyone should want him, I'd say. The only thing there is obviously potential origin selection for game three, so I'll probably hold off there. Um, Pappenhausen, Dylan Brown, although I don't see how I'd get both of them in. One of probably Jesse Ramian or Sione Katoa, and then there's every chance I'll be bringing in enough for next week. And if he gets named to start, uh, Trent Peoples looks a pretty decent option there. Uh, the other one, fellas, that I'm oh, I'm trying to find a way to get him in my team, and now that the injury to Cam Munster doesn't look as serious, it'd be a bit harder. But Jerome Hughes, averaging 72, is just in the most ridiculous touch at the moment. Spy, I, I want him, but he's just with... With Cleary, Nico Hines, Teddy, Pappenhausen, he's hard to squeeze in, isn't he? He is, but how good was his try? If you saw on the weekend, he just hit the line, little gooster, and powered oh. straight between two blokes. Man, he's so good to watch that guy uh, and getting better by the week, it seems. So, yeah, he'd be nice to fit in. I've already got Mitchie Moses from a few rounds back, so he won't be on the radar for me. But if you've got a spot there in the trades to do Mitchie it, Moses, handy yeah. selection. Uh, the only thing is you may need to then sh- – well, you'd probably hold him, wouldn't you? If you got him, you'd probably hold him. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think there are. Yeah. But there is a there's a little there's a lot of options like Cleary and Hines in your halves, then Teddy and Pappy. So that's your only risk. You might lose out on one of those guys. But the boy the boy can score a try. Boys, I was joined uh, off air earlier today with Pat and George from Mortgage Choice, who have dropped their pod plays of the week. We welcome back for the second time this season, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice. Uh, the boys are diehard super coaches. I, I hate bringing it up around him, but Paddy's a top 20 finisher in the past. Georgie boy's a top 50 finisher. Uh, fellas, how are we going? Mate, uh, I am well after last night. I'm beaming. Uh, couldn't be happier, mate. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, how are you, mate? Very yeah, happy boys fan over here. Good to have you back on, boys. Terrific result last night. Uh, fellas, the support you've given us this season, massive, massive for the website. It allows us to keep keep continuing to develop the website, make the product better for all the listeners and the viewers, the readers out there. Paddy, last time we, we touched on a few pod plays for the upcoming round and you tipped us into Ruben Garrick before he'd actually started going nuts, before anyone else. He's delivered big time, turned into a keeper. Mate, who have you found for us for round 16? Mate, I'm going to have to start charging you for these tips because I'm getting people going left, right and centre. Everyone just ignore what George has to say because mine are clearly winners. And uh, this week I've got for you Jerome Hughes. Now, uh, he's in a tough halfback position and people are overlooking him left, right and centre, especially now that, you know, clearly he's got that double last night. I'm sure he's going to be put in even more if you haven't already got him. Um, But, you know, just... Jerome Hughes got over about 10% ownership in the comp at the moment. He's a gun. He's coached by a gun. He's surrounded by other guns, so you know he's going to play well. Uh, He's averaging about 72 points, but, you know, I think he could be a good point of difference there for a lot of you guys who are are struggling to get away from the pack. That's a fair shout, mate. I don't mind him. It's just such a tough one, obviously, with the... The halves position, obviously, a lot of people are in Cleary. Anyone who's got Nico Hines at fullback, there's a big opportunity to go Hughes for round 17. So, mate, if you double up after Garrick and Hughes goes nuts as well, uh, we might have to make you a regular, but I, I won't go early on it. Georgie, mate, you last time you were on tips into Justin Olam. Not bad, but, mate, uh, the bloke on your left done a little bit better. Who have you got for us this time around? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paddy was a bit hard to, to live up to last time. But, mate, this time I've got... Um, Mike Acevo from the, the Gum Para team, mate. Look, he's a pretty good investment, 2% ownership. Um, he's look, he has looked powerful and returned from injury, mate. Alongside all those other Gun Para players and a solid team there, um, we know he has big scores in him. So that is my go-to for this week. 
Sevo, seriously, for that round 17, um, round 17 play, I don't mind him at all either. Just there's, there's such big ones in him. We know there's low ones, but the way Parra are looking, uh, I know the spy jumped on him early and he's been absolutely, he actually didn't play him last week, the spy, so that's a classic. Uh, but yeah, very, very sneaky one. He's had a 2% for round 17, one to keep an eye on. Boys, while we've got you on here, Paddy, uh, tell us a little bit about what Mortgage Choice SCW can offer the SC Playbook faithful. Mate, before I get into that, we actually had a, a really good interview with uh, one of your listeners today. Um, did the first appointment, mate, completely complimentary for him. He was stoked. His name's Alex. He's a, a diehard Bulldogs fan, so he doesn't have a good choice in footy teams, but <laughs> he's got a great choice in brokers. So, mate, we were able to help him out today. Um, you know, he's looking to break into the investment market and buy his first property. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of things we can do for your listeners: asset finance, car loans, equipment loans, commercial loans, anything with a loan in it, mate. We've got you guys covered. Um, you know, Alex is a great bloke, and we just want to help out more of you guys. So please get in touch with us. Gift of the gab, this bloke. I tell you what, Georgie boy, mate. For anyone that does want to get in touch, how can they do that? Mate, very, very easy. Um, jump on the SC Playbook website. Um, as soon as you click on our logo, it takes you to our Instagram page, mate. Um, got a QR code there as well. Makes it very easy for you. Um, but yeah, best way to get us through our Instagram page, mate. We respond to all messages. Legend, fellas. All right, thanks for jumping on this week and thanks again for the ongoing support of SC Playbook. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Timmy. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks to the fellas for coming on the show and once again, thank you for the support this season. Boys, let's get into our hot topics for the week. Uh, and the first one, which is a really, really big one, and it, we're probably not helped by the fact that he's been named at this stage, but Cam Munster, hold or sell? Now, ordinarily, you'd think he's a pretty obvious hold uh, in the fact that it, it, we believe that he's he's avoided any major shoulder damage. We think he's good for, for origin, uh, and we think that he's potentially playing this week. He's been named, but... With a lot of people, and myself included, looking for a way to get Ryan Pappenhausen in for round 17, uh, there is a sell option. Maddie, what are you doing with him at this stage? Um, I'm pretty happy with the depth within my squad, so I'm, I'm looking to hold at this stage. Um, also, I, I'd sold Pappy and Harry Grant you know, over the last few weeks, so I don't really want to yeah, yeah. spend another trade to get out another Storm player when... I know that they're going to have some big scores in the run home and all that. And yeah, like I said, I've got the cover there, so I'm holding. That's a good shout, mate, with getting them boys back in. And I'm in the same boat. Spy, you held Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, what are your thoughts with Munster? Could you make a case to sell? Uh, could if you've got the trades. Yeah, if he doesn't play this week, I could see him missing this week. Obviously, the buy round he won't play anyway. Mm. And then the week after Origin 3 is a couple of days after. So it'd be hard to see him playing that if his shoulder's sort of a bit bunged up. So there's a chance he misses the next three rounds. Yeah. Again, it, we'll say it more and more this time of year, but trades are getting low. So mm-hmm. if you want him back, that's two to do it, um, which which is hard. So unless you're going directly to Pappy and then maybe using someone who you don't want after the buy to get back to Munster, um, it's probably hard to do, providing you got that cover mm-hmm. there. But um, it's not off the table as long as you got – if you've got some extra trades – could be a nice little pub play. Yeah, and then I mean, if he if he does miss this week in particular, which as I said, surely they don't need to play him. Um, there is a case as I said to get him out to get Pappy in. Although I really don't want. We'll get to Pappy in a second, but I don't want Pappy this week. But Pappy in say next week for Munster, and then or you can do it another way. And then Ezra Mam owners could then flip Ezra Mam once he peaks back to Munster. So I don't mind that, uh, should he miss those few weeks. Anyway, it is really yeah, coming. Just, yeah. just quickly, so that's we talk about it sometimes, but that's where it's only one trade to get Munster back in rather than what seems like two. It's when you do that exact formula. So mm. just something to bear in mind. Yeah, so it, it, is, it is viable. Uh, but he is someone that we're going to want in after Origin. So, you know, don't sit there and, and fantasise over thoughts of not getting him back in because it won't happen. Uh, what about Ryan Pappenhausen, Maddie? I know, Spy, you're holding. What are your plans to get him back into your team? Because it's a long way from being as cut and dry as I think people are perceiving it to be. Firstly, he's been named on the extended bench this week, which makes it a little bit hard. Uh, he's 930K, break even for about 140. It's a bit of a tough one, mate. Where do you sit with him and how do you plan to get him back into your side and when? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping sort of 
you know, they go for the same method as they've done in the past in easing him back in, even a couple of games off the bench or something like that. Yeah. He, can, he can drop in price. Uh, you know, being a little bit of a smaller body and um, unfortunately being a little bit injury prone in the past, my, my fingers are crossed that they sort of go down that avenue. And, yeah, like I said, I've got an Ezra man there and, um, you know, some other things I can perhaps fiddle around to, to get him back in once he sort of, yeah, bottoms out, so to speak. And, um, you know, that's sort of my plan um, over these next couple of weeks just to see how they, well, first and foremost, come Thursday, see if he, if he starts or he comes off the bench and, yeah, I think go from there. You've just re- reignited the, uh, the 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 fire and the the fight with the spy. As soon as you mentioned him potentially coming off the bench in round seventeen, the spy nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> Don't worry, I've already had a couple of heart attacks thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for me, uh, I'm just really I'm waiting till next week, and then I'm going to make a decision on how I get him back in because I'm not well placed to get him back in financially. And trades are fine. It's just I, I need someone. To, it might have to be Cam Munster. I don't know, spy. Yeah, and just the other one is he, he may not goal kick. As Matty said, he might play 30 minutes. You just don't know. So it would take a hell of a pod play to bring him in this week. Although if he is named to start in the one jersey uh, or the 19 jersey it might be, whatever it is, um, you could do it. But it would be bold because there's upside in just waiting a week and reassessing. Boys, three players that are highly purchased this week. And I would imagine they're primarily head-to-head players, but there'd be enough overall players in there as well. Uh, Joe Tappany, Cam Murray, Brian Toto, popular for obvious reason. Not None of those three will be available in round 17, so they're only going to play this week, and then they'll be off, and then they'll be back for round 18. Spy, is there any of those three that you'd be willing to get in this week? It might be multiple, it not, might be none, as an overall player. Um, Tappany, I wouldn't, as well as he's going, but it's still unlimited minutes. Um, was Murray the Murray the second yep. one? Cam Murray. Murray and Wouldn't be doing that. Wouldn't be doing that after Origin. He could be sore. I think he had a bit of a HIA yep. HIA check as well. Tai is one. I bought him in last week. I think you might have as well, mate, for last round. Mm. But he's just skyrocketing in price. So if you've got someone that might drop fifty k, whereas Brian might make seventy to one hundred k, that's why I see it as a viable option this week. Just go early, lock in that before you lose a heap of cash um, on the transfer. So. I think Toto's viable, though there's probably no major harm in waiting that week because you wouldn't really want to get rid of a buy player for Toto unless it's a bloke that's just going to get you 30 points, uh, in which case, flip the switch, go Mm. for it now. What about you, Matty? Uh, Tapani, Murray, Toto, any of those three that you'd get in prior to round 17 as an overall player? No, I don't think so, mate. I'm more Mm. focused on guys that are going to be playing that 17 and that are perhaps potential keepers. Um, I think those guys that you mentioned there, I'll perhaps be looking at, yeah, post-17 and into 18 and, and the run home. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at at the minute. Mm, I'm with you, mate. I'm a little bit definitely tapping in Murray. There's not a chance I'd be getting in this week. Toto, I could see why, but even then, they're playing the Roosters. Who, yeah, they, they could put a few on, but as far as games go, it's certainly one of the tougher ones. If it was against a, a Warriors or a Titans-type outfit this week, that would make it a little bit different. But I think I'd be tempted to wait until round 18 onwards as well. Dylan Brown is an interesting one, boys, who has been tremendous this season. I think he's averaging 70-70 plus around about. Only available at 5'8", so it's a tough one. But again, anyone looking to maybe move on Cam Munster for the reasons we just mentioned, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty good target. Maddie, is he in your plans at all as a Neils man? I was actually having a look at him and uh, Mitchie Moses last night. Um, mm. And I just think the price and all that, um, I, was, I was leaning a little bit, you know, towards Mitchie Moses ahead of him. I mean, I, I brought uh, Dylan Brown in after round three, I think, after or round two after Jackson Hastings got suspended. And uh, he, he served me very well and I flicked him to, to Cody Walker. So... Um, I'm thinking if if I'm can hold Munster, um, I may even flick Cody Walker because I think, like you guys mentioned, post round 17, 18, uh, mm. I think that draw gets really tough. So depending on how Cody goes over this next week or two, and, and price wise and all that, I may look to to move him on to yeah either Dylan Brown or, or Mitchie Moses or or something like that. I know, Maddie. There's been a few questions about people really concerned with the bunnies' form and Cody Walker's form that just want to cut ties with Cody before 17 and go him to, say, Dylan Brown. Like, let's say Cody comes out and stinks up this week. Would you do that potentially next week with a view to the long term, or is it something that you'll be definitely waiting till after 17? 
it's probably yeah, a matter of wait and see as well because if he doesn't score well this week against my Eels, then he could be mm. yeah, losing a lot of value. Um, for me, I'm, I'm quite happy with Cody Walker because I bought him in a bottom dollar and I think he's probably sitting at about right at this minute 180k profit from when I bought him. And yeah, um, you know, even though yeah, his form and the Rabbitohs form hasn't been too strong, I think he's super coach scoring since I brought him in it hasn't been too bad. And um, yeah, I've been quite happy with that trade, but uh, like I said, just with that bunny's form and all that on the run home and. Uh, I'll be I'll be looking. He's one I'm looking at that can maybe yeah flip to to someone with perhaps more upside with a with a better run home. Yeah, and he's another one that say Munster were to go that could be an option to go out. Cody Walker to Munster from round eighteen nineteen onwards. Spy Cody, who is the ninth most traded out as it stands. Um, I suppose if you think differently in terms of getting rid of him pre seventeen, let let us know. But is he a sit candidate this week? Uh, I mean. It's probably going to be hard now that Munster's now in doubt. But say Munster does take the field on Thursday night, is he a sit outside the 17 candidate against the Eels or would you be happy to play? I'd probably play him regardless, <laughs> unless you've got a really strong last bench player or a solid forward who you know is going to get you 60-odd. Um, I think there is a temptation to sell him leading into the buy because he's got a massive break-even. He could potentially lose, you know, 50 to 80K. But you got to be so careful because if he comes out in the bye week and scores 100 and you've sold him, that's yeah. a lot of points. And I think that's where points really trumps cash. So you just got to hold on. It might be a little bit of a frustrating couple of weeks, but, yeah, you, you've nailed something there. Though. You don't have to play him this week um, if you've got the depth outside yeah, in, in other members of your, of your squad. Sorry. Isaac Tungo, a bloke who we speak about most weeks on this because he's just been so relevant each and every week. Second most traded out player. I'll get your boys' thoughts because I've given mine most weeks in that he's averaging 60-odd in the best edge attacking in the NRL, dual position, uh, and has terrific bait, basically about 32. I'm happy to hold. His scores have only been okay. So there's not hasn't been the big scores, but he's also had like no low scores. Spy, what's your thoughts on Tungo? Can you make a case to sell along with what a lot of people are doing, obviously? I'd really love just to hold him for the run home. He's super solid. He's I feel like his upside hasn't really been reached yet, and it, maybe it's going to come one day on mm. the run home. But on the other hand, if if it's your path to someone like Madison and he's playing the buy, then sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. It's that classic saying, you can't have everyone. So uh, if, if he's who you need to get someone like a Madison, I'll do it next week. But I'd like to hold him is the short of it. Yeah, and what about yourself, Matty? I was at Tungo. Do you still own him or have you joined the masses of selling? No, nah, man, he's still in my side. Um, there's too much upside for me to, to want to sell. Yeah. I think he's a, a real luxury sell. You know, if someone's out there, like Spy touched on, you know, an upgrade to, you know, a, a, you know, a, a gun for the run home, I guess you could entertain the idea of doing that. But, yeah, you know, parked on that, you know, Panthers left side. Uh, I think the last time there was some you know, chit-chat around selling him or some criticism of him. I think he came out that way. I think I, I benched him when he came out and scored, I think, 90 or so. I think it was against the Roosters. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think I, I'm, I'm holding him for, for the moment and maybe we'll reassess after after the buy and all that and, and yeah, see if there's someone else. But for the moment, I'm, I'm holding. Yeah. So two score, only two scores over 60 since round four. However, he hasn't scored under 30 this season, which for a centre, that's pretty good going. So I'm uh, I'm firmly in the hold, Isaac Tungo. And I think you nailed it there, Matty. He's very much a luxury trade for anyone getting rid of him. Speaking of luxury trades, CSE for Talakai, eighth most traded out spy. Thoughts? Yeah, similar boat to, to Isaac there. In very the- similar, yeah. Yes, you could get rid of him. He he hasn't... Oh, again, I want to hold him, to be clear, and you can flip him to centre, which is awesome. Uh, Sharks' run home is pretty good as well. I think they went through maybe a little bit of a down patch over the last month as well, and there's two ways that goes. They either come back absolutely fresh and firing for the run home, peak at the right time, and, and Siffer goes mad, or he continues on with his trend of being solid without spectacular, and you might be able to ju- justify a trade there. I think it's really up to individual opinions. We don't know what's going to happen, but I'll be holding firm for the moment, uh, and again, only selling if if it's real upside in mm. doing so. I will say one thing with Sifa, and, and I touched on it earlier, but there is a world where 
Jackie White and his bench utility in, in game game uh, what is it game three had a really really in depth yarn about it on the Bloke in a Bar podcast on Monday with Guru and Kempi and we were looking into it more and more and it could happen probably unlikely but it could happen so you know imagine selling Talakai and then him being available for round 17. So if you Def, definitely don't do it this week. Sorry, I, I assume this was yeah. a next week question, but do not get rid of him right now. Hell no. Yeah, surely waiting a week. Uh, and then, so Maddie, what about you on Talakai? Would you, are you again amongst the, the people who are looking to sell or are you happy to hold? No, I'm happy to hold him as well. I think mm. he's really only one attacking start away in a game to score in a, you know, 60, 70 in your in your centre wing there, or obviously if you got him up in the second row, you know, you can you can move him as as well from from the the two positions, which is a uh, another plus for him. And you know, I bought him basically the week after he scored his 165 or whatever, and yeah, he's dropped a bit of value since then. So I'm not really looking to to sell. I think he's, he's a, another one like to go a luxury sell if uh, if people are out there. Yeah, I think uh, I think. Talakai and Tungo have have a big ton in them soon. I think they're just scratching the surface and they're about to pop out. Boys, let's hook into our trades and skippers for round 16. I'll start with you, Spy, and I think you may have said you're sitting on your hands trade-wise, but where, where are you looking at the moment? Yeah, mate, feet up having a beer. I'm actually on holidays from Friday, so that will be yeah. good. So, man, Maddie, we can chat plenty, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, so I'm doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, it's just like that classic pros- possibles versus probables week in like sporting <laughs> trials. Let's let's see if we can get the business done and see who's at the right for a round 17 uh, nudge in the side. In terms of skippers, it's a bit of a tricky one this week. You sort of look at Sharks versus Bulldogs would have been a target a month ago, but mm. Doggies are playing some serious footy at the moment. Uh, so I'm a little bit less keen on Hines. Might just be Nate Dog Cleary after his dominance of Queensland. Um, lock him in against the Chooks Friday night, but a decision to make. I'm, I'm not absolutely sure on that one yet, boys. Mm. Maddie, trade skippers? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty much on the fence with the trades, to be honest. There's no one really jumping out right at this moment. Um, so, like you say, uh, with I've got one trade boost left, so I may just sit tight and save a couple this week and maybe go four next week and you know, that will give me, yeah, hopefully around the 12, 13, 14 mark in terms of players. Uh, and skippers, yeah, I think Nate Dog this week. Um, yeah, I was having a look last night and I think, you know, yeah, if, if the storm was going to be depleted without a Patrick Townsend and Munster and all that, I, I was going to throw the, the VC on Ola Kowatu. Um, I think he's probably, yeah, yeah, the player that plays before before uh, the Panthers that I would probably chuck the VC on and, yeah, go with uh, Cleary and uh, with, the, with the armband. That Olakowatu game two weeks against the Tigers where he got 112 in 69 minutes. Remember watching, yeah, he dived over for a try, but I was sort of sitting there going, yeah, you know, it'd be a solid 70, 80 or whatever. And he was 110 when he went off and it was like just busting tackles, offloading. He's just looking better and better with every single NRL game he plays. So, as I said, he's another one with a big, big score on him and potentially a loopable one. For the Kuma Stallions, where are we at? Uh, So, trades-wise, there's a lot to play out because I I think I want uh, Grant Anderson at this stage just to free up some cash and hopefully around 17 number. Uh, but it all depends on Pappy. I'd really want to see Pappy starting fullback, Meany on one wing and Anderson on the other wing to pull that trade uh, because if it's anything else, there's a lot of job security issue there. So not, not too sure on that one. Uh, skippers, Nathan Cleary, vice-captain. And as you said, Spy, it's a little bit of a tough one skippers-wise because I, I think I'm going to go Nico Hines against the Dogs, a day game at Combank Stadium. That being said, there's also some wet weather around this weekend, plenty around Sydney, so uh, a bit to play out. But for me, I think it'll be Nico Hines, who we know averages 40 points more when his hair is soaking wet. So big, big factor on Nico. Um, Boys, a few questions before we wrap it up for this week's podcast. And the first question from – who we got here? Dylan Jamison. If you had to choose one of Moses or Dylan Brown, who would it be, Matty? That's what I was pondering. <laughs> um, I think, I, I mean, Mitch Moses, he burnt me a couple of years back, but he's proven that this year I think his ceiling is a lot higher. He's, I, don't, I don't think his floor is as low. I know he had, a, I think, a single-figure game there or somewhere and whatnot, but 
I'd probably be leaning towards Moses with uh, with the upside, to be honest, and taking a little bit of a gamble on him. Spy, you've already gone Moses, but let's say you have a free crack five eight or half that position. Who would you prefer? Mate, dead set, flip a coin. Yeah. Um, Dylan's, Dylan's safer in terms of he'll get you 40, 50 most weeks. Mitch can be a concern because he did get that nine, Matty, earlier in the year, although it was against someone awesome, and you wouldn't be playing him against Penrith or or sort of the, the storm anyway. Uh, I think Mitchie's upside maybe nabs it. He's running the ball so well lately. That's the big thing. Um, he's got a bit of fire in the belly. He's <laughs> taking the line on. So maybe him just by a whisk up, but nothing in it. Jeez, that's tough, isn't it? Question from Miss Jane. Is Cotter a sell? Have Appy and Cotter in hooker? <clears throat> maybe a hold till after origin and upgrade to Grant. So let's assume anyone that's considering maybe holding Cotter uh, is pretty well placed depth-wise. Matty, I'll throw this one to you because you're in this situation just last week. Yeah, mate. Um, I had Robson and Cotter, and I was yeah, um, yeah, doing circles in my head and which one to trade out. Uh, but thankfully, um, I made the decision to trade Cotter, and then luckily, luckily, uh, Timmy, you came to the rescue with a WhatsApp as well uh, to let me know that Cotter had gone down in the warm up. So. Uh, it became a pretty easy decision for me. Um, and on top of that, Robson's been scoring quite well. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think Cotter with his injury, um, I think, you know, he's, he's a sell and you can use that cash to, to upgrade somewhere else and, and strengthen your side. I'm not a shit bloke like the spy, mate. I've got your back, Matty. <laughs> uh, question from Dadabar. Spy, do you see Luke Garner as a possible pod? 480K, dual second row forward, centre wing, five-round average of 63. He's playing bloody well, Lukey. Uh, what's he worth? 480. At the moment? 480. Yeah, it's his perfect guy. If you can't quite afford someone of like maybe Madison's ilk, then maybe you can plug him in. Dewey should be back in the halves, hopefully, uh, with Hastings shortly. That's probably going to help Garner. Um, I wouldn't jump into him, but I'm not totally against it because he can score a try. He's <laughs> playing some pretty good footy. Uh, just quickly on Harry Grant as well. If you've got Cotter, why not get Harry Grant this weekend? Plays Manly. He's coming off 40 minutes of origin. I even had half a look at getting Harry in for Robson now. Robson's done his job. He's great. But just just something to consider. But um, I'll probably wait till after origin, make sure he gets through healthy. Yeah, and especially Harry Harry loves a little niggly injury. And then oh, he's got to be a chance at even, if not a rest this week. It probably helps him this week because Brandon Smith played big minutes for the Kiwis on Saturday night. But round 18... I think that's every chance Harry either sits or plays limited time off the bench. Uh, so, Huge chance, yeah. yeah. Huge. Um, Maddie, staying on the Tigers, um, where are we? Hads at Grow Active. After rep round, is the Knopf back? David Knopf-Aluma, four tries on the weekend. We know he's a super coach, gun of the past, plays round 17. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, the four tries came not playing for the Tigers. So <laughs> uh, I, he's, he's not on my radar as it stands. I mean, I think he's always been a player that's had an X factor. And obviously over the years, he's, um, you know, he has scored well. I had him, I think it was last year and just didn't hit the, the heights. So um, you need to be doing a lot more, you know, for, for me to consider him. And speaking of Tigers, you know, what I want to keep an eye on is uh, Luciano Leolua going up to the Cowboys yeah. as well. yeah. Uh, obviously, he's proven to be a, a very relevant Supercoach player. Uh, I know he's. I think he's named on the bench this week, and yeah, um, see what you know. The rotation is there. I've got obviously Nanai, you know, is in Origin, and, and Gilbert as well. Uh, not sure what. Yeah, Toddy Payton up there is plans for him, but you know, give a couple of weeks with the team training and all that. Maybe see what his minutes are, are like. And a red hot Cowboys team, who I think. Um, <laughs> You know, I've got a decent run home as well. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he can be a real pod on the on the way home. That's it. Halem Lukey gone for the season. Uh, Ruben Cotter gone for a while. Even if there's one more injury there, the beauty of the Luch is that he can play middle and edge really well. So, mate, that's a, it's a fair shout on Luch. Spy any Noffa love? There is a bit of Noffa love there. I don't think I've got a spot in my centres free, but confidence is up. He's averaging sixty eight last five rounds. That's pretty bloody good. Um, Warriors this weekend, not totally against it. Um, does have Penrith and the Cowboys the week after Origin, so a, bit of a tricky run there. But look, he's a worker. He's got a little bit of form again. If Dewey comes back, throwing those cutout balls. Yeah. Uh, I loved Dewey enough for last year. Um, just on Luch, Matty, 
my minutes with the worry for me on him. Like I reckon he eases into that fifty minute role, bit of impact. Like he'd be really good for the Cowboys, but I think you want more minutes, so but we'll see how he goes, eh? He could could turn up and play huge. We'll see. Spy, here's another one for you because I know you're a fanboy. Question from Wow Just Wow Supercoach, interesting name. Is Karaz a season hold? Bloody oath he is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Not even a question, mate. Uh so we've got the best base of any centre, pair and base. Um, Cowboys, sorry, Bulldogs starting to play some good footy. He's a perfect bloke to hold for another two, three weeks, see how things play out. But, mate, I said it when he got named. He's the perfect seventh centre, and you bagged me, but lock him in. And you were right. The only thing I'll say is we, we talk about these, you know, the guys that well, – it's hard on people to trade out. Yeah, we want all these guns back and build this big squad depth and whatnot with guns, but – some people have to go, and you certainly wouldn't tell Kiraz this week, break evens and egg 41, but just playing in the outside backs for the Dogs, I, like I know they've been terrific the last two weeks. The Eels win was tremendous. The Tigers win was like, I mean, that wasn't overly tough on the form they've shown. Like it'd take a real Dogs continued resurgence to consider playing him in your 17 ahead of like the amount of guns we've got at centre wing. Yeah, I'm going to tend to disagree a little bit. However... I'll go on go on record as saying no one is safe for round seventeen. If if there's a real good round seventeen number, I could sell anyone in my team, even even if they're good. Uh, and maybe that's Karaz, but I love him. I just think he's you awesome. You do, yeah. And and he's delivered the last two weeks, so fair cordia. Maddie S. Goddard, crazy to skip Teddy and run with Val Holmes at fullback. He says he already has five gun CT dubs, so he doesn't necessarily need Val at centre. What do you reckon? Um yeah, I mean, if if he sees it as a pod move, uh, yeah. it, it can, you know, it can pay off. Why not? Like I said, the, the Cowboys ju- juicy run home. I think they have. Um, Rooster struggling a little bit, um, but you know, Teddy for me, he's just a he's just a work workhorse. He's always going to be, you know, if he's not punching out the big scores, he's only going to be f- millimeters away from them. And um, you know, I, I couldn't see myself entertaining that trade, but. Yeah, that's super coach. You've got to go with your gut instinct. And obviously, Anton Holmes, he's got plenty of upside there with the goal kicking and, and all that as well. And, you know, with that Cowboys form, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him, perhaps uh, outscoring him on the on the run home. Spy? I'll tell you what, you'd have to not watch a Roosters game for the rest of the year. He's <laughs> hot at the moment. He's fit. That's the big thing. Um, so, providing he gets through Origin, fine. It'd be hard not to own Teddy. Maybe just have a look there at, trying to get Val into your centres somewhere and owning them both, then you've got Teddy plus the pot of Val. Uh, that I don't mind at all. But, yeah, it'd be hard not to own Teddy. But as Matty said, you never know. I will say one thing on uh, four sides. So round 18 after Origin, which is on the Wednesday night, Cowboys play the Sharks two days after on the Friday and Parramatta play the Warriors. So really factor all these guys into your your calculations, the Origin play. So Val included – He'll play 80 minutes for Origin two nights before. The Cowboys are humming in the top four. There's every chance he gets rested for that game, even with the slightest of niggle or nothing. Uh, and just there's a few other guys who will come into this question mark a little bit there. So just be cautious. Um, there's a few Parramatta guys in there. Um, but, yeah, just just one to keep an eye out, out for in regards to that one. Uh, and the lucky last question, it's, it's an interesting one, and it's come up a couple of times, but... Question from Ryan Evans. Is Will Kennedy a shout this week to make money for Pappenhausen? Uh, Matty, I'll start with you, mate, because he's one that he's going to be tough to get into our teams just because he's only at fullback, but negative 10 break even, 368K. He had the neg 10, neg 2 because of a send-off and whatever else went wrong. He's returned from that with scores of 79 and 61. I think he's a genuine 60 to 65 average player. (laughs) I could see serious pod play that frees up cash, isn't it? Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm guilty by, you know, of having a look at him. Uh, yeah. I think it was, yeah, that round straight after he was suspended and all that, and, yeah, he had those two negative scores. I'm like, uh, his, negative, his break-even was through the roof, and I'm like, oh, I can watch him a week or two. But uh, I think I, I was looking at it perhaps as, a, as an avenue to get Pappy back in at one stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it. Uh, his scores are there. Sharks are obviously, you know, the real deal this, this year from what they've shown. So... Um, at that price and potential um, financial gain with him, uh, I can definitely see the upside in it. Spy, he had neg 10 against the Warriors where he got sent off, 
Had two weeks off, suspended, then he came out with a neg two against the Roosters. Outside of that, every single score has been over 50, except for one, which was a 43. Like, pretty good going. Yeah. No, the boys, the boy can play footy. Just be aware, if you get him this week, you're not getting Pappy next week, so you're missing Pappy for the bye. Um, if you're going to do that bridge to get Pappy, it's in like three or four weeks where mm. Kennedy's made 150 and Pappy's made lo- maybe lost the same, which could be <laughs> worth it, but it's no Pappy in the bye. Beautiful, boys. Well, we'll wrap that one up for the Round 16 SC Playbook Podcast. Uh, Matty Ryan, thanks for taking the time to jump on the podcast this week. No worries, Timmy. It's been a pleasure, mate. Beauty, mate. And if we uh, don't get you back on before the World Cup, good luck to you and the Socceroos boys there. Spy, mate, good to have you on as always. Uh, and a big return after the rep round. Cheers, boys. And thanks, Matty. I've actually got breaking news of my own. This is very cool. Uh, me and the boys, and we'll speak Timo, might be going to Thailand for the first week and a half of the FIFA World Cup so we can watch Matty and the boys in action at a reasonable hour. <laughs> I think it's one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Uh, and it looks like I might have the week off uh, from the wife and kids. So... Watch this face. One of the most one of the most spy moves of all time. Doing a trip trip to the other not the other side of the world, but doing an international trip to get a better time zone for a game of soccer. Love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he's going to Qatar. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was waiting for it as well. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cheers, boys. Thanks, man.